Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back. My name is Christine Jewell, and we are here for another episode of the Untamed Life podcast. And today, it's going to be fun. It's going to be all good, uh, strategic things that you can sink your teeth into on how to win the day. Today, we're talking about winning the day, loves, new strategies, my personal strategies, supernatural strategies to win the day so that by the end of the day, we kind of close it feeling like we're making progress. We are feeling successful and we are feeling fulfilled. So that is really what today is about. And uh, this is a the third in a three-part series of podcast episodes on overcoming the battle. So just a quick recap Two episodes ago, I talked about how do we overcome the battles that are going on in our mind and our hearts and our family, you know, at work. And really, how do we tune into what is actually going on? Because we see a lot of us, you know, a lot of people arguing, debating, you know, in the same useless conversations. We keep having the same fights with our spouse. We keep having the same conversations. And no matter how much we talk or how much logic or data or whatever, we can't seem to have that breakthrough. So make sure if you haven't listened to that episode, you go back to episodes, um, I believe it's episode seven on overcoming the battles, double check that in the link below. Um, But really, you know, it's getting clear on what is actually going on here. What are we actually fighting over? What is this battle actually for about? And let's start engaging, you know, discussing, connecting at the right level about the right thing. And we show up completely differently. Last episode, I talked about enemy tactics that throw us off course, right? Of course, we have obstacles that get quote unquote in the way, right? And I've always been that person. And I know if you're listening, you love a good challenge. You love yourself a good challenge. You're like, if somebody tells you, you can't do that. You're like, oh yeah, watch me. I bet you are that person. So whether you're driving, jogging, whatever, wherever you're listening to that podcast, be like, oh yeah, that's me. I know what you're talking about. And here's the thing. Don't we just love the obstacles and the challenges when it's our decision to enter into the arena, right? I loved racing. I love physical challenges. I love adventure, you know, any kind of physical overcoming, climbing, going downhill, anything, as long as it's my idea. I love it. (laughs) But when God sends an obstacle or allows me to go through trials, season of testing, season of growth and stretching my character and refining, that does not feel so good. And in fact, you're like, I did not choose this. I did not opt in. And God's like, yeah, I know, but you know, it's time. (laughs) It's time. I'm calling you to rise and I got to stretch you a little bit. So often we experience these seasons where God is allowing us to go through 
seasons and times of refinement. And I just want to encourage you all, no matter where you are, where you're at, know that the bigger the heart, the bigger the mission, the bigger the fire, the destiny, you know, the bigger the obstacles, because you got to stretch more. So I just want to encourage those of you who feel like you've gone through hell and back in the past, you know, that is great news because God has great things in store for you. If you are willing to use that pain and turn it into power and start to really open up your capacity to recognize what that season of testing was for and how we get to show up and lead and love differently. So um, I just wanted to say that. And by the way, a great, great book about, about obstacles is that uh, obstacles, the obstacle is the way by Ryan Holiday. And maybe we'll do an entire episode on that. But just remember that oftentimes when those challenges and those battles are right in front of us and we feel like, man, I am in this thing. This thing is right in front of me it's, and I'm there you know, just remember it's there for us. It's there to grow us, stretch us, refine us. I've already said that. So it does not bear repeating, but maybe it does. So today we're going to talk about how to win the day, right? Because I wanted to bring those two things together because, you know, so many people, if we don't become intentional about how we structure and head into our day and cultivate um, very intentional practices, we continue to experience the same obstacles, right? And so the way to the other side, the way to where we're being called, the way to, you know, what it is that your heart is desiring right now, that amazing relationship with your partner, that the next level of health, you know, more fulfillment in your work, the way to it is through whatever you're experiencing right now. And I believe the way through, you know, is, is getting really intentional about how we're engaging in life day by day, moment to moment. So let's just jump on in today. We're going to talk about, you know, by the end of this podcast, I want you to know that winning the day does not have to be hard. It does not mean that we are cramming more stuff into our day. It does not mean that we're adding, adding, adding. In fact, we're actually clarifying, simplifying, and multiplying what matters most. I'm going to say that again, winning the day means that we are clarifying, simplifying, and multiplying what matters most. You see, most people out there are overwhelmed, exhausted, right? I hear that all the time. People, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed, right? I'm exhausted. I don't have time. I don't have energy. And there's a lot of playing from behind and feeling like we're in a constant tug of war between these two things or three things or four things that we desire. It's like, I want it all, but you know, I got to choose between the family or the business, my health or the business, my, you know, my spiritual walk or this, I've got to, I feel like I'm constantly having to choose this or that specifically around areas that matter most to me. So yes, while there is sacrifice in order to expand and embody more and, you know, just live more boldly. We don't want to be sacrificing what matters most. We get to sacrifice the things that are no longer meant to go with us, right? So I have um, a great, great tool. It's actually a very personal tool that I use on a daily basis. It's my win the day high performance planner for conscious leaders. And I have that available to you. So make sure that you hang out Till the end of the podcast, I'm going to tell you how to access that. It is a tool that I use, again, every day, every single morning without fail. And it is one that I give to my clients. So make sure you guys hang out for that. So let's jump in. I want to share 
Man, there are so many things I could talk about here. It was so hard to nail it down, but for the sake of time, because I am consciously um, aware about making sure that this podcast is not too long, but just right for you, I want to jump into five. I want to address five of my top strategies to win the day as a conscious leader, okay? And, And I keep saying that because there's a lot of people that just get up and jump right into their day in reactive mode right? Reactive mode. We get up, we check our phone. We're on email before we even get out of bed, maybe even social media. And right away we are reacting to everything and everyone. So we, what, what happens, right? We end up with a very reactive day, right? And we don't own it. So that is number one. That's where I'm going to start. You know, the number one battle strategy to win the day as a conscious leader is to start strong. Own my morning. And I know you guys have heard this. This is not new. This is nothing new. There's all kinds of books and things out there from the 5 a.m. club to the miracle morning and all sorts of things. But the concept, the idea the, the practice is not about what you do. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, I have to do A, B, C, D. It's understanding and knowing what amplifies you, what infuses you with clarity, with energy, with focus, and really front-loading your morning with that. So I'm going to share my personal practice But again, I want to share it because it's not about you have to do these same things. It's the practice of owning my day because whoever and whatever owns your morning owns your day. Whoever and whatever owns your morning owns your day. So for me, um, and again, this has this has really shifted throughout the years, right? It it always has very similar elements and components in it, but the how is what changes. So for me, you know, starting my day strong, again, I said, know what amplifies you, know what infuses you with clarity, energy, and focus. For me, I start my day with God. I start my day with the spirit, right? That is so key because I want to connect with the source, with the creator of all things, with the, the mighty counselor, right? And for me, anyways, prayer is a first point of contact, not a last resort. And I see a lot of people that are just like shoving their spiritual practice, their prayer time, their time with God, their silence, their inner work in trying to fit it in. And if you're using that as a last resort, you're probably going to feel like you're constantly feeling last, right? You're constantly last. So I really am a big, big believer in putting the things that matter most at the top of the day, right? prioritizing what matters most. So for me, above everything else, God is what matters most. My relationship with God, this is my time to go inward. So in the morning, I have my quiet time, you know, and and again, I've gotten to the place where I have so much spaciousness in my schedule and I'm so grateful for it, but I was very intentional about cultivating a schedule that is such. So my mornings are very much dedicated to um, spending time in prayer, in meditation, in journaling. It is when I'm in prayer and meditation that I get to have that conversation, right? With God, with the ultimate creator of all things. I mean, he is the master architect. So if I'm working on a project or I'm making some business decisions, or I'm trying to decide on something, of course, I'm going to consult the one who creates everything. I can't think of a better 
you know, person to go to than the one who understands how natural rhythms and order and structure work. So you know, prayer is the conversation with God. Meditation is the quiet time of just being still and listening to what comes through. And then for me, I write, you know, journaling is a huge part of my morning of starting strong. And I'm actually going to share one of my practices and give it to you. But my journaling time in the morning is so powerful. And I do two things, right? I journal and reflect on what's been going on. And, and it's like an automatic writing where things are just flowing, things that are coming through me and meditation, things that are, you know, dreams that I've had. I, I do some vision work, but it's a very intentional free flow, free writing, uh, session that I do in the morning before I plan the day, which is going to be my second thing. Um, but, but I start strong. Right. And so I pray, I meditate, I write, and then I activate my body right? That, that is like my morning ritual as I activate the body. And sometimes it looks like breath work. Sometimes it looks like a trail run. Sometimes it looks like, you know, lifting weights in the backyard, barefoot on the grass. Sometimes it looks like I'm dancing by the lake and jumping in the lake, you know, to cool off, but there's usually some sort of heat an activation of the energy in my body, right? I'm a fiery personality. I'm an element. I'm a big believer in moving the body, moving the energy and setting the tone for the day. So number one practice, number one strategy is you got to own your day. So what you notice there is I have my five things, right? I, my, I connect with the spirit huge, 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 right? There's my spiritual practice. There's my stillness time, which allows me to go within, which is where we restructure things, right? And again, this can look like many different things. And if you don't know where to start, you just start with being still, right? With asking yourself one question on a piece of paper and answering what comes through, getting to know your inner man, your inner woman. So there's that, that time with God. There's that time with my soul. There's the time to uh, creative, right? I'm a creator. So I do a lot of my creative writing in this, this time. And then there's activation of my body, right? So I'm activating the body. And of course, starting with a, a, a clean, usually it's a smoothie or something like that. I'm going to talk about fuel in a minute, but start strong. The second piece about that is, um, and, and this kind of mixes in with one and two, my, before I start the day, I get very clear on what my day is going to look like every single morning. Once I'm done, not before, because a lot of times my, my, what I think I'm going to do that day gets shifted a little bit because of the time I spend with God and the time I spend in connection with my spirit, I get inspired and moved to do different things, right? So I turn everything on. I amplify my clarity. I amplify my energy and my focus by doing those things. And then boom, right away, I pull out my planner and I write down the things that matter most for the day. So, you know, for me, it's always, I have a, a today's message to myself. Usually that comes through in my prayer meditation time. There's something very specific that I've been meditating on. Sometimes it's scripture. Sometimes it's a quote. Sometimes it's something that just comes through uh, the spirit. And sometimes I'm being called to like take action and stay radically focused on it. And, and there's simple things, you know, like that, that message is the guiding light for the day, you know, and some days it's my message is I have all the time I need to do all the things that matter. Some days the, the message is, you know, exactly what you're being called to do now do it. 
Do not delay. Do not hesitate. Sometimes you know, the message is I can do all things through Christ who is alive in me. Sometimes it's a reminder of that identity that I'm embodying right now. It doesn't matter, but it's setting the pace for the day. The next thing I do is get very clear on what my aligned action for the day is. So what are the things that are going to be the top needle movers? My top three, maybe four max, max, max. Uh, Three is a lot, you guys, but these are the things that are really going to start to shift the day and have a ripple effect and make everything else easier. Again, from Gary Keller's the book, The One Thing, he asks that question, what is the one thing that if I do this will make everything else so much easier or unnecessary, right? Or unnecessary. And I love, love, love that question. So when I ask myself those three things, like what are my top three aligned actions that are my top needle movers that are like, if I do this one thing, it will make everything easier. And if I do that, what's the next thing? And that, then what's that? And no more than three. These are the ones that are literally opening up, multiplying time, multiplying energy, making everything else easier. And then I have, you know, my arrows who I'm going to connect with, like who I'm deciding to uh, mobilize, right? I talk about mobilizing the army, mobilizing projects. This isn't about getting into an email banter back and forth, but actually saying, I'm going to shoot arrows and start to mobilize things. And then there's an area to dump things out of your brain. So I am, I know I'm rushing through this a little bit because I'm going to give this to you as a tool. But what it does is it gets you a very clear view of where you're going, what matters most, and what you're not going to focus on. So the second thing that I, my second strategy, so I just want to say my first strategy is starting the day strong. And that means that I top load, front load the practices that infuse me with energy, clarity, and focus, connect me to my soul and God, and then I plan my day. Part of that planning is my second strategy, right? Which is intentional focus blocks. So I want you to think about, you know, we are here to everybody that is listening to this is like, I want to experience more, right? I want to do more. I want to be more. And in order to show up and be able to hold space for more in our life, we have to be able to increase capacity, right? If you have a cup that can only hold so much water, there's only so much of you. So we are constantly being stretched, right? And as we do so, we have to eliminate and reduce anything that's not necessary, that's in our container, that is taking up space. So I I use a very simple analogy. Like if you decide to go clothes shopping or furniture shopping, and you're like, I'm going to renovate my my house. I'm going to like buy a whole new set of clothes that are way more like, yes, right now for this season. You can't just go and shove all the furniture, your new furniture into a house that's full of all your old stuff. You can't just cram all your new clothes into a closet that's just overflowing with crap you don't need anymore because before you know it, you won't know what's what. Everything's going to look like a hot mess and it's going to all start looking and smelling the same. So we often do this where we're just trying to cram everything in, but nothing has a place to go (laughs) and we don't make room for the new. So my intentional focus blocks are 
based on the idea that every single thing needs somewhere to go, right? Money, if it's just money is always floating around, right? If we use the analogy of money, again, money is always circulating, right? But in order for it to enter your world, it needs somewhere to go. It needs to be channeled through either a bank account, right? A transaction. It needs to flow through something. It needs a container, right? Physical stuff, right? We talked about that. It needs a place to go. It needs a box. It needs a closet. It needs a space. Same thing with our work. We we know this about everything else, but then we start our day and we have all this stuff going on in our mind, but we are not intentionally structuring it to say, okay, this is the container for that. Here's the container for that. Here's the container for that. So strategy number two is I'm all about increasing capacity and reducing unnecessary overthinking by intentionally creating containers, focus blocks. What this physically looks like in my day is actually saying, okay, you know what? This, this block from this time to this time, I do creative work. This time from this to this is when I do my client care reach outs, right? And I have very specific time blocks, focus blocks, containers that are dedicated to the things. For me, what works well is I actually structure like full days, right? So for me, like I have a full day dedicated to creative work because again, a lot of my work is creation. So I don't want to be bouncing from creative to analytical to process and and my using all these different parts of my brain. I want to stay in the zone. So really getting clear about, you know, what is, what is it that I want to multiply and amplify today? If I'm creating content, if I'm in creation mode, how do I build these blocks that everything supports creating instead of switching and multitasking and trying to get creative and then switching to a very analytical task, which is extremely energy sucking for your brain. Our brains are these beautiful, complex supercomputers, and they are energy monsters. They literally require so much physical energy to keep going. So your brain utilizes about 25% of your entire system's total energy reserve. That's a lot. And so if, you know, when you think about man, How many people don't plan their day? How many people don't give all of their thoughts, all of their ideas, all the stuff that's swirling in their head, anywhere to go? It's just constantly floating around. They don't feed their brain, right? And they're multitasking. They're constantly switching from one thing to the next. It is like, it's a huge energetic siphon. And this is why we have people experience this two o'clock dip where they're like, man, I'm dying by two o'clock. I don't know what happened to me. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I can hardly function. I can't think anymore. And, And we know, right? We know why, but we don't adjust. We don't course adjust. So I know I'm being very practical today because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual and I'm also very practical. When I talk about high performance, I'm talking about like, let's get conscious, let's get aware and, and have a conscious and strategic upgrade to how we're engaging, right? So this is the upgrade, right? It's conscious and it's strategic. I'm being very intentional about what does this block of time get to look like on my schedule? And Now that I have that block, I don't have to think about it anymore, right? I just know this is when I do my creative stuff. This is when I do my client 
whatever, you know, client follow-ups. This is when I go to lunch with my wife. This is like, we, we time block. And then we got to honor and respect the containers we have, right? That's the big challenge. A lot of us are like, oh, well, I won't honor that. And we let everything else come in and then we have chaos. But I will tell you, this has been one of the most powerful practices, powerful strategies I've implemented. I know any of my clients that are listening will say the same thing. So this is really at the end of the day about conserving bandwidth, increasing and multiplying energy by giving things a place to go so that they flow faster. If you think about the cable wiring, right? Like for information to travel faster, it needs like that wiring for the information to travel fast, right? We, if, if you think of the banks of the river for the water to flow, the banks need to be there, solid structure so that the water can flow fast. If we don't have that structure in place, what happens is we have spillage. <laughs> it's just like stuff is all over the place. You look at your desk, there's stuff everywhere, emails everywhere, stuff is open, and there's a lot of chaos, unnecessary bandwidth that is getting sucked out of your life when you're like, wow, I do not have to think about all these things. I can actually eliminate a huge amount of redundancy and overthinking. So along with that, my third strategy is to feed your brain, feed your brain, feed the brain, feed the brain, feed the brain. We already fed the soul and the spirit, right? We fed the spirit. We fed the body. We activated the body, sorry, at at the start of the day, feeding the brain, by the way, you guys, these are not necessarily all in order. They, They kind of are, but feeding the brain is something that is ongoing, but this is a strategy to win the day. And I cannot express how simple, how powerful this very practical thing is. And yet I rarely ever start working with someone who is doing this um, consistently, right? Your brain utilizes 25% or more of your entire body's physical energy. It is a gas guzzler, right? So if your car is guzzling gas, you're going to need to pull over and, and refuel, right? The brain runs off of you know, key nutrients, right? All of the, all of the nutrients, but the, the top three, even if you just focus on the top three nutrients <laughs> that our brain functions off of, I'm curious how you're doing with these. So feed your brain. So simple. Key nutrient number one that our brain needs is oxygen. Oxygen is the number one nutrient to fuel the brain. Deep breath oxygen, infusing your brain, your entire body. Yes. With life, with oxygen, oxygen is life force, right? So when we hear these terms, like I feel brain dead, right? Well, I'm curious how shallow, how rapid is your breathing? Are you actually taking the time to breathe fully? Or a lot of people get in this rhythm where they're going, 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 and their breathing is very rapid, shallow, and they're you know, trying to get a full breath, but they can't get a full breath in because they never fully exhale. So having a practice of understanding how to do deep belly breathing, um, you know, some, some deep, full breath work, and it can be five minutes a day. It can be 10 minutes as you start to train yourself to start breathing more deeply exhaling all the way and feeding your brain oxygen. And this is something that you can do while you're working on a project, you know, this isn't like, you don't have to stop completely and just go, Oh, I need to go do breath work for an hour. 
This is something you could practice driving in the car, sitting at lunch. Great thing to practice before you eat for your digestion, right? Belly breathing and, and starting to open up really your chest, your heart, your mind, your brain. And what we do is we create number one, a lot of life force, a lot of energy, and also a lot of space because oxygen is air. It's spaciousness. And when we're feeling congested and we're feeling kind of like that mental fog, oxygen, breath is the first place I go. The second thing is water, right? Your brain is mostly fat and water. So there's number two and three. So how much, you know, uh, mineral rich water are you drinking? Are you going from coffee to coffee to coffee to wine or beer, right? Are you drinking, you know, a gallon a day, three to four liters a day of mineral rich water, you know, because if we're not hydrated, we're going to start to feel exhausted really fast. I know I'm not saying anything new here. This is simple. It's not about how complicated it is. In fact, I told you, this isn't about doing more, you guys. This is about simplifying. What is the simplest, most powerful way for me to shift and multiply time and energy? I always ask myself that. What is the simplest, most powerful way for me to blah, 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 whatever the thing is. And these things are so simple that so many people will resist and fight because we love to complicate things which is craziness. We don't need a complexity. So feed your brain lots, oxygen, water, you know, replace that coffee with water, drink more water, the fat, high quality, you know, fats are so key, you know, taking that fish oil, that EPA, DHA, you know, infusing your diet with high quality fats, olive oil. I used to tell my clients when I owned the wellness studio, olive oil is an excuse to get, or food is an excuse to get olive oil into your mouth, right? Every meal, having some high quality, cold pressed olive oil. Um, in fact, my husband's always laughing. He's like, I cannot believe how fast you go through oil. I put oil on everything. That must be why I have such great skin too. But you guys feed your brain. That is my strategy. So I'm going to, I'm going to pop through these last two real quick. The the fourth strategy to win the day is to unplug and renew regularly. So this is again, you know, that analogy of the car that's running out of gas. And I, again, if you are catching yourself right now going, oh, I already knew she was going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I don't care if you knew I was going to say it. I don't care if you already think you know it. The question is, are you practicing it, right? Do you have a practice of pulling yourself out when you start to feel yourself in that force, push, frustration energy where you know you're you're pressing the gas, like, right, you're revving yourself and you're like one more hour, one more email, one more whatever. And you already know you're running on fumes. You're you'd like, you've already kind of crossed the line, right? We want to start to train ourselves. The minute I start, you know, I'm, I work in a, in the place I want to stay in flow. So the minute I start to feel that I'm breaking out of that flow, that I'm starting to force or push, or I'm getting mentally congested or things are taking longer than they need to, I pull out, right? That's my cue. Unplug, pull out. What does it look like for me? I, I spend a lot of time outdoors. I get outside. It can look like 15 minutes of literally sitting in the sun, having lunch outside, stopping to eat, 
a meal slowly and soulfully. So blessed that I grew up in Italy because, you know, I learned how to eat well and enjoy my food and sit down and love it. So for me, what's working is getting outside, you know, for a walk. Uh, I said 15 minutes, but let's be honest. I spend an hour walking at least once a day, if not more in the sun, barefoot in the grass, grounding in the grass is a great way to unplug and renew and re-energize. So I just gave you some three simple things that I do. Um, pulling back the minute I feel like I'm out of that flow state, right? Taking a breath. And by the way, you can stack this with that nutrition thing I just talked about. You can, you can unplug go outside with a, you know, a liter of water, walk barefoot in the grass and the sun and do some breath work, man, you are just optimizing your day right there. You are winning. You're getting re-anchored again. And, and this is where we get anchored again, right? The practice to win the day that we started at the top of the day, which is start strong is there to serve as an anchor right? We set the anchor in the morning to say, I own my day, right? I am setting the course. I am the pace horse, not everyone else, right? And again, that high performance planner that I got for you, that's what that's for. It's what am I anchoring myself to at the start of the day? And then as you come back to these unplug and renew moments to basically plug the car back in, right? I'm, I'm visualizing that Tesla that you plug in to charge the battery. But as you do that, you're re-anchoring yourself again. I want to be really clear that unplug and renew does not mean go for a walk and then plug into another podcast or plug into something else. It's literally unplug, disconnect from the noise of the world and give yourself that opportunity to go back, you know, pull your, all of your energy, all of your focus, all of your intention and your presence back into your body and refuel and restore and energize. This can be a 10 minute practice. It could be an hour practice. It can be twice a day. It could be every hour on the hour. Again, this isn't about, it has to look this way. It's the practice of having the space, being intentional about making these regular consistent practices. The last thing that I want to say here, I think is really, really overlooked is to infuse. My last strategy to win the day is really to infuse fun, play, adventure into every single day. We are so damn serious all of the time. We get, we just get in these things where we get so serious at work. We forget to laugh. We get so serious at home, you know, about making sure everything's perfect or getting things out the door on time, making sure we get to practice on time that we end up treating, you know, our lovers, like our personal assistant or our kids like employees. You know, we treat our workout time like something else we're forced to do and don't want to do instead of like, wow, I get to like strengthen my body right now, right? Like I'm building energy and strength and I'm multiplying vitality. Like how amazing is that? How can I make my workout playful, right? Instead of getting in this, I have to do this energy, this obligation energy that so many of us are running our days and our lives in is how do I make this fun? Where is the play in this? Cause you guys know when we are playing and there is curiosity and there's fun, there's a lightness about the atmosphere and the energy and creative power comes from curiosity, right? Innovation comes from imagination. 
So if we're looking at things like solving problems or looking at new ways to do old things or, you know, being a little bit more adventurous with our partner and our love life and our date night, you know, if we get so serious, we get going through the motions and then we're doing this thing and we forget why we're doing it. And I've I've heard this a lot from people who've even started a meditation practice and they're like, I have to meditate. I have to go meditate. I'm like, what are you meditating for? If it's stressing you out, right? It should become one more thing on their to-do list. So I just encourage you, you know, right now, as I was launching this podcast, this is very new, you know, we're just about two months in. And my old self would have had all of these attachment to what are the numbers going to be and what is the production. And I would have stressed myself out about the technology and the production quality and the numbers. And, and now I was like this, God, this podcast is for you. And I'm just going to play with it. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to have fun, right? It's all just a game. It's play. I'm here to show up, to serve, to be raw and real. And you know what? Of course, it's going to flourish. Of course, it's going to bloom. Maybe I'll hit some roadblocks and obstacles and it's all good. I'm just playing with it. And I got to tell you guys, I'm having the best time. I'm having the best time with this podcast. So with that, I'm going to sum it up and leave you You guys top five strategies for me personally. These are working right now in this season of my life to win the days. Number one, start strong, connect with God, connect with your inner man or woman, activate your body and plan your day. That's number one, start strong, own your day. Number two, create intentional spaces and focus blocks, containers, for for your work to flow into so you know what's going in there. This opens up capacity and eliminates unnecessary um, energy sucks, right? Unnecessary overthinking. Overthinking is a killer of productivity. The third one we talked about was feed your brain, water, oxygen, and fat. Make it a regular practice. Number four, unplug and renew. Have a practice to unplug, pull out, cut all the noise out and get yourself anchored again, right? Anchor yourself again. Do you need to pray again? Do you need to go for a walk again? Do you just need to go and just be quiet and have lunch by yourself on the back deck? I don't know. You know the answer to that. And the last one is, how does this get to be fun? How do I get to have fun with this, to play with this, to be a little adventurous, right? And start to infuse that fun in every single day. I guarantee you guys, if you put these practices into play, these strategies, you're going to start to notice radical, radical shifts in your life. So right now I want to invite you to um, reclaim and refocus your energy towards what will create the most impact and have the greatest ripple effect on your day? Have you experiencing more progress, success, and fulfillment? Go ahead and you can download my uh, win the day one pager from the download section in the show notes. You guys can grab that. And last but not least, I really want to thank you all for being here, for supporting this podcast. Um, and if you want to get to know, uh, you know, more about warriors of the heart and what we're doing, make sure that you jump into our Facebook community. Um, I'm really here, you know, to just, to serve those who are ready to, and have a desire to build thriving relationships, experience optimal health while leading heart centered missions, because I do believe we are designed for prosperity in all areas. So if you are not already in our members only Facebook group, make sure you head over to warriors of the heart 
Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously as we rise as warriors of the heart and lead the untamed life. My loves, it's the only life worth living. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.